I like the back, yeah, Whoa. like Riri Wait. Every time she see me, she wanna eat me Hold on. I saw like Justin Bieber, please believe me I said, wow, I'm on the TV I can't fuck with broke bitches, they be creepy She be acting up, she always tryna leave me But she a bad girl, and she freaky I have her hanging off the wall like she mean me I never hit a bitch more than once cause they be leeches But her pussy girl, it tastes like peaches But she can have it Well Unfortunately, right off the hop, I think we've done way too many of these podcasts podcasts where something like this has happened. Uh, that was Pop Smoke off the hop. Um, unfortunately, we found out a couple hours ago, really, uh, Pop Smoke was killed in L.A. So rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Uh, another artist gone entirely too soon. The kid was only 20 years old. It's kind of ridiculous. It's getting to the point now where I don't want to listen to any new music because... Shit like this seems to happen on way too regular of a basis. On to something a little bit more lighthearted because we'll get into the sports. This is the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. You can get us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about this Astros thing and the various news dumps that we've got about it. There was the, the the first the videos. It was the John Boy video and the whole Twitter detective. Then we got the uh, Rosenthal and Evan Drellish article, and then we like it just we've gotten waves of this. Then there were the suspensions. Then guys got fired. We're talking about uh, Alex Cora, AJ Hinch, uh, Carlos Beltran, and uh, Jeff Luno, and, the GM yeah. of the Astros. Like so, not only Astros like current employees, but former Astros employees who like Cora had been active managers, and then guys like Beltran who didn't even get the chance to be the manager. I think punishment enough would have been managing the Mets. But that, that's hey, the actually know, I'm whatever. not gonna lie, they definitely should have let that happen because it's <laughs> like, listen, Carlos, um, we're gonna let you off easy by getting you fired from the Mets. It's the Mets. Yeah. You should have had to deal with that. Now, the next step that has happened here with the whole Astro situation is we've heard reactions from players. And they've been pissed. Well, and this is and this is really the first time we're hearing from players because, well, spring training has opened up and, you know, everyone's sort of getting the chance to finally, you know, talk to the media and, and comment on this thing because we got what the Astros reaction or whatever you want to call whatever they did. That, that embarrassment of a non-apology. Yeah. You know, and uh, we shouldn't be surprised about the Astros because, you know, you acted like a bunch of jerks. And when you got caught, you're trying to be like, well, you know, and it's like, no, you don't get to you don't get to play the well, you know, game, because here's the thing. Everybody knows that you cheated in 2017. You cheated in 2018, but you didn't do a good enough job. And I can almost guarantee that in 2019, you cheated. And you lost all the games at home. Yeah. In the World Series. So you didn't do a good enough job cheating. Maybe someone picked up on it. I hope they did. And I used to like Carlos Correa a lot. Every time he opens his mouth about this, though, I want to hit him with something. The way he's out here and he's trying to tear Cody Bellinger down a couple of notches, well, you know, if Cody Bellinger could read, he would know. Shut the fuck up, Carlos. 
Like, if you're out here being like, well, the commissioner's report says we only cheated in, in, in 2017. No, the report says they caught you in 2017, and they're pretty sure you continue doing it. So, one, maybe you should learn how to read. Second, maybe, just maybe, you did something wrong and got caught for it. Maybe have a little bit of, I don't know, self-awareness about the situation. <laughs> Because obviously Cody Bellinger is going to be pissed because he doesn't have a World Series ring. You have one, and you stole it from him. Yeah. And who knows if you're even in that position to even be in the World Series. Never mind get to the ALCS, the ALDS, win your division. Like It went on for so long that it's like, well, you were doing this, and who knows what how many how many people were affected. Because Cody Bellinger is just one person. Like there's 25 LA Dodgers, there's 25 New York Yankees. They played the Boston Red Sox that year. 25 of them. Well, you have guys like Mike Bolsinger, who his lawsuit isn't exactly the most serious, but they ended his career. Yeah, like how many guys' career, how many opportunities guys miss out because of the Houston Astros and this whole nonsense of what they pulled? Because it's it's cheating beyond anything. It is worse than it's. I'm going to say that it's worse than the Black Sox scandal because at the end of the day, this really affected the game. It was a long-term thing. It wasn't just the the Black Sox threw a World Series. The the Astros affected years, yeah, three seasons doing the same. And and it it evolved. It's not like it like it's not like it was always the banging on the trash can. I know for a fact there's a buzzer on uh, on all three because this whole. Oh, it's because he didn't want to rip the shirt off because of a tattoo? And then he got the... I would also like to point out that yesterday he made it a point. And here's the thing. There are a lot of pictures on Jose Altuve's Instagram, so we know he didn't have this bullshit tattoo. Yeah. And then all of those pictures got deleted. And you know what happened yesterday? Today, by the way, is Wednesday, February 19th. So yesterday, Tuesday, February 18th, you know what Jose Altuve did? He walked into the clubhouse with no shirt on when the media was allowed Mm -hmm. in, just so he could walk past all of them to pick up a shirt and put on, just so that they could see that there was now a tattoo on his his, his, uh, collarbone. We have the pictures. People have already screenshotted them. Go online if you want to see them. This tattoo's new. I've had, I've had, I'm so done with all of their excuses. And then to make it worse you have the commissioner making excuses for them like what did you what did you guys want me to do and take the world series away ah, i just take the trophy away it's just a piece of metal it's your trophy it's it- the commissioner's <laughs> trophy do you think gary bettman who might do some tone deaf things by the way would stand up and hand over the Stanley Cup and be like, congratulations for winning this hunk of metal. Adam Silver, do you think Adam Silver would have to hand say, here's the Larry O'Brien trophy. Here's this piece of metal. Or let's say Roger Goodell. The most hated of all commissioners, okay? Right now, he might have to step aside because Rob Manfred might be taking the crown on this Rob one. Manfred's coming in hot. Okay? And you imagine Roger Goodell, who... We all know he gets booed every year at the draft. Made so many missteps. Like, he's the guy, and you can't even see him making this mistake. Yeah. The, th- the four major sports, the four major sports, and 
the biggest goof of a commissioner is in baseball now? How? I we used to joke about Gary Bettman being the biggest goof. Move aside, Gary. I didn't think it was going to be physically possible for the next commissioner of Major League Baseball to be more incompetent than Bud Selig. And it's happened. We found them. It's already happened. And his his tenure is very new now. Okay, I don't think it's going to be very long. I'll be perfectly honest with you, because there's already a, these players already have a mutiny now. Look, if Rob Manfred would have come up, because clearly his investigation lacked substance. Let's say, because you don't lay the hammer down. You have the chance to set a precedence. And people have asked, well, what happens if other people are caught are, are found to be cheating? Then you give them the same suspension that you give all these players because you and in fact I'd give them a worse one because you are going to set a precedent that hey you can cheat if you cheat in this game you are suspended for life AJ Hinch Carlos Carrera Jose Altuve Alex Bregman Alex Bregman like the list goes on and on also and the on. videos of Alex Bregman now strutting through the dugout it's just like sit the fuck down yeah. you knew exactly what was coming and and Dusty Enough. Baker and Dusty Baker saying oh well he contacts baseball you got to protect no i'm sorry you they, you're you're the you're the you're the second party coming into here's, this here's the thing you don't get you don't Dusty get Baker that. got brought into this literally because everyone in baseball likes him yeah it's purely a PR move for the Astros yeah and Dusty's about to take all of the slings and arrows which isn't fair no he didn't do any of this and that's part of the reason they brought him in he didn't do any yeah. of this it's really hard to ask him the questions that AJ Hinch would get yeah. asked. Because he has no knowledge of it. He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. His hands are clean. And I love Dusty, but I got a feeling that very soon I'm going to start hating hearing him defend these Astros. And you can't. You, the, this team can't be defended. It's it's honestly impossible to defend this team because they're cheaters. They're constant cheaters. And once a cheater, always a cheater. So... Um, I know Dusty Baker won't allow, but if Dusty Baker's gone and this kind of core group is still around, wait, you think they're not going to try something well, Here's again? the thing. Can anyone trust them this year? No. You can't. No. There's uh, no trust. And there's a, a line in Vegas going right now. It's 83.5. If you don't know what that number is, that's the number of ba- number of um, pitches, uh, batters that will be hit on the Houston Astros. Listen, if Bet365 currently had this, I would have already hammered the over on yeah. this because uh, the Mets – were hit 94 times. And they're the Mets. Nobody cares. Yeah. Okay? They just got hit because they got hit. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what's going to happen to these Astros? Yeah. And I don't think anyone gives a shit about the pro- the proposed suspensions and, and Manford being like, we've warned everyone, you can't be throwing at the Astros. That's against the rules. Well, thanks, Rob. That's against the rules. You know what else is against the rules? Cheating. Exactly. Stealing signs like they did. And having someone sit there with a, excuse me, hang on, because we have one in studio. That's a trash can. Like, (laughs) because you didn't bring the hammer down, these players are going to want to put 
Like, they want this in their own hand. Did you see Nick Markakis yesterday? Oh, Nick Markakis is ready to beat someone. Nick Markakis literally said he wants them all to get beatings. Yeah. Like, he's talking about physically whooping their asses. Yeah. These guys are guys are angry because they got, like, they got off scot-free, the, the whole, the, every player in this whole thing. And it's, they're just as big a part because they took the advice. Mm-hmm. They did, they... Well, here's the thing. It was all play like... It was player driven. So yeah. the thing is, is like AJ Hinch and Jeff Luno. Now Jeff Luno seems like a piece of shit human being. So he kind of I don't feel bad for Jeff Luno in any way, shape, or form. This was a player driven thing. These guys deserve to be suspended. Now I get it. You had to give them immunity to get this information. And here's the thing. I get it. You didn't think you were gonna win the appeals from the players association. I get that. I do. Mm-hmm. You can't let that be like, well, we're not going to win the appeal, so there's no point. Are you kidding? Not to mention, you imagine the, like, if you're Rob Manfred, you want to get all the attention taken off of you in this situation, you punish them, Mm -hmm. then you send it to the Players Association, and when they start appealing it and their own membership wants to eat them alive for appealing it, you've just taken a grenade and been like... Here you go to the player's side. Yeah. Y'all deal with it. MLBPA, mm-hmm. your problem now. Astros players, your problem now. And you would have been absolved because even if your suspensions were overturned, you know who people would be hammering? The MLBPA. Mm-hmm. But instead, they're coming after you. And you deserve it. And Oh, you deserve every little bit of it. And and we're starting to see something, and it's a trend because with the, with the players commenting, we're also – Seeing other athletes happen to comment. Now, just as I went to go and do this, uh, my computer went a little weird. Oh, what it happened? Has, it's a LeBron James quote. Ah, here, here's oh, my the, the here's tweets. the X of the sorry Mount Mount Pleasant group. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mount Pleasant group. What's going on? I here? have no idea, buddy. This is this computer is ancient. It's almost <laughs> as old as the freaking Mark Bergevin's excuses for reasons <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I just get into that later. Oh, yeah. Anyways, LeBron James basically said that he is irate. Yeah. Like, he'd be irate. He doesn't even play baseball. And he'd be irate if, you know, hang on, let's let's get the exact tweet from one LeBron James. Listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports. And I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title, I found out. um, And I found out about it, I would be effing irate. I mean, like, uncontrollable about what I would could do. Listen, here, baseball commissioner, listen to your players speaking today about how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, et cetera, et cetera, about this. Literally, the ball, baseball emoji, is in your court, or should I say field. And you need to fix this for the sake of sports. Hashtag just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie, regardless my own sport. I want to know if the whole ball is New York court thing was a pun on purpose because of the juice ball, because that would just be an extra little just check mark to LeBron of like, if you actually meant to do that. He did. 100%. So good. 100%. So good. But the. This is just getting. It's. You could have suspended the. Suspended. And they would have. They still would have been gotten a beam. They still. Somebody would have thrown a ball at them. Oh, 100%. Okay. But there would at least be some form of, you know, punishment for these guys who benefited from this. Hey, 
And it's not even just benefited it, like championships. Like break yeah. it down to the fact of like these guys made money because of this. Yeah. They didn't just like like let's take it aside from the you know the the spirit of the game and all of that stuff. Like all all the stuff about it. Just you know what I mean. Just keeping it on the up and up, and you know doing it for the for the good of baseball. These guys cost other people money. Yeah. They put money in their own pockets that mm-hmm. they don't necessarily deserve. Like, you remember the extensions that these guys have signed? Oh, big, big Altuve money and Bregman. Like, yeah. there's a lot of money. Life changing extensions. Ah, uh, yeah. And now, don't get me wrong. Do I think both of them are going to turn into like 700 OPS players? No. But now I'm interested. Now I want to see what these guys look like when they don't know what's coming. We talked about, you know, Cody Bellinger, Aaron Judge, and just different guys talking out about this. Mike Trout doesn't say anything. And Mike Trout got blasted by the commissioner for being a quiet guy. Mike Trout talked about this, and Mike Trout was pissed. Actually, I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast or if this is something I mentioned to Angelo before. Aaron Judge, who I've said I cannot hate. He is in. He's he, he's a Yankee, and I should be able to hate this man. But he's too nice of a human being. He was furious, and Bellinger wasn't wrong when he said Jose Altuve robbed Aaron Judge of an MVP in 2017. Like, like let's start to break it down beyond the whole like uh, you know the goodness of the game and all and all of that kind of shit. Like these guys literally cheated guys out of money. Okay, because you know when Aaron Judge goes to arbitration, you know what would be part of his arbitration case? If he had an MVP, he'd make more money in ARB. Being a runner-up doesn't make you as much money. Like Mike Bolsinger, again, we I mentioned this in passing. His career was ended. Now, granted, I think his, you can tell, his his lawsuit isn't super serious because he wants all the money donated to charity. Yes. So it's, you know what I mean? But that is a real thing. His career did end. Now, was Mike Bolsinger's ERA about seven anyways? Yeah. But again, they specifically ended it. And they ended it by cheating. Right? Like, this this is where we're getting at with this. Beyond baseball, these guys cost other people real cash. This is one of the most embarrassing situations in all of professional sports. The way it's been handled handled is an absolute tire fire almost as bad as me trying to pronounce handled right there i don't i don't know where the where the sport goes from this because they're hoping and tim tim and sid said this last night time heals all wounds and they're just hoping that time heals this because it, it doesn't it's it's uh, it's like it's a, it's a scar it's that, it's it's a gash on your arm that is never going to heal. Well, that's the thing, because he brought up the Apple Watch stuff. Yeah. How the Yankees and the Red Sox both got fined and both had, you know, they mm-hmm. both had some issues because they were both using Apple Watches to steal signs, which wasn't technically illegal. But the MLB said, if we catch you doing something like this again, we're going to hammer you. And they caught the Astros doing it. And I don't know if they really hammered them. I don't know if this. Like, this season is going to be fascinating. It'll probably be like people are talking about baseball like they have it, it, you know, 
more than they're talking about the NBA right now, more than they're talking about the NHL or yes, the NFL. But I'd also like to point out that the Astros have all said they're not talking about this anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know what the next question? I got this from Good Show. This is actually this infuriated me. You know mm-hmm. what the next question? Because I listened to this press conference after, after Correa said yeah. no more questions about this. The Houston media asked him if they could get back to having fun with this hanging over them. So the Houston media ain't going to ask them any more questions. I know a media that's going to, though. But you know the tantrums these guys are going to throw when they're in New York, in Toronto, in every other market? They'll refuse to answer, or they'll get really bitchy about it. And you have no right. You know what? I I can't wait until the New York Yankees face off against this team. But in New York... Not in Houston. Okay. <laughs> I want New York. I want- hate the bleacher creatures, but in this situation, my God, okay. would I love them. Because you want to talk about a group of fans. Boston's not going to do anything because Boston's. Boston also has an Bo- announcement of their own coming in yeah. a couple days. We're still that, And that's what's getting lost in all this is that we're still waiting on that. We haven't heard a word. Uh, there hasn't been a single like iota of anything to be said. You think any of these Dodgers are going to feel real stupid if Mookie bets something happens to him? Oh, their my new teammates. <laughs> I just that just that one kind of just dawned on me, and that'd be real funny. But and 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 you know what? When this this uh, it's going to rear its ugly head. I haven't even gotten they haven't even played Houston in. Where is it? Come on, give me something here. Trying to pull up the schedule. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they seem to not play till. As of right now, that makes no sense that the, the they're going to play. What the hell? What the hell's going on here? I see Toronto. I see Baltimore. I see Cincinnati. Cleveland. Cleveland. Detroit. 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 Pittsburgh. Boston. Seattle. 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 Minnesota. Yeah, I'm pulling up their games now. Just Oh, this is all spring training. This isn't going to help yeah, me. That's the problem is, is siphoning through spring training, where I don't really care about personally because I just want to get to the regular season already because I'm tired of waiting. Okay, here we go. I feel like they don't play till September. They play the Astros in May. In May. In Houston. But not in New York. Hold on. Let's see when they play them in New York. That's the big one. As we scroll, I'm just. Yeah, this, this, is, this makes this a great is very podcast. interesting podcasting yeah. right now. We're trying to figure out when the Yankees the play. Schedule. September 21st. Oh, that's what. I'll pull up the Astros schedule. It'll be more entertaining. Well, you know what? You know what I know is that uh, when the Houston Astros aren't in the playoffs, because they won't be in the playoffs, because they can't cheat their way to the playoffs this year, there's going to be some bean balls. Maybe CeCe even comes out of retirement for one <laughs> inning. No, no, one inning, one pitch. One pitch gets ejected. Deuces. Oh, you know what's great, though? The first time that they play the Athletics, is in April and it's in Houston and oh my God, please have Mike Fire start one of these three games. It better fucking happen. Oh, he's going to. I oh, guarantee it would be he does. So good. I guarantee he does. So good. I guarantee he does. I need this in. Oh my God, hook it to my veins. <laughs> oh, and they're in Toronto and oh, I'm going to this series to boo the hell out of them. It's happening. Yeah. There's no revenge tour. It's just gonna be a boo tour. It's just like. I'm not someone who's generally in favor of beanballs because, you know, when you throw a baseball mm-hmm. close to 100 miles an hour, you can kill somebody with one yeah. of those. But you know who really dissol- deserves some baseballs in the ribs this year? The Houston Astros. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, there are certain things you do where you just deserve it. And this is one of those this situations. Is yeah. Okay. Now, Angie, if, uh, now that we got you all riled up, the Montreal Canadiens, and the floor is yours. So last night, today, tonight, today is actually Wednesday when we're recording a podcast. We're on a nice, healthy schedule. It's uh, the, 8th, the 19th of February, okay, of 2020. And last night, the Montreal Canadiens did something they have never done in their 110-year history, Stephen. That's a long time. That is a long time, okay? Against an original 16, you figure at some point this must have happened in the 90s when the Habs were junk and the, the Red Wings were the Red Wings, okay? I didn't even think about that. That's right. Even in the early 2000s, right? I lived through those bad Canadian teams when I was young, getting fun of by Leaf fans, by every fan base because we stunk. We had Jeff Hackett in that, oh, Jocelyn Tebow, and I don't know who on defense. It didn't matter, clearly. Jeff Hackett, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. His, his, his nephew? Or his grand somebody played for the Buffalo Sabres two years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be like his nephew or it's something. Probably it can't be his son because that would be no, too. No, it's that, not his son. That's too quick of a turnaround. Yeah, it's somebody though. It's 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 somebody or like a <laughs> I don't know somebody of some. It's amazing. But yesterday, the Montreal Canadiens did something I never thought I would be talking about, especially this season against the Detroit team that is bad. Okay. So bad that they're still going to lose the draft lottery. That's how bad they are. I'm going to tell you this now. On February 12, 19th, the Detroit Red Wings are not going to get Alex Lafreniere because they're not going to win the draft lottery. Uh, I don't know. Stevie Y kind of has ways with things. He's don't, a ninja. I'm going to tell you this now. He's a they're ninja. Not gonna, they're not going to win it. It's going to be somebody stupid like Buffalo or New Jersey or I don't know who, Chicago, because, hey, they need some more talent. If they go Kirby, Dak, Alexis Lafreniere, I might just yeah, quit. Yeah, flip the table. Anyways. Actually, anyone but Edmonton. Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens lost to the Detroit Red Wings last night for the fourth time this year. And, Steven... Do you know that the Montreal Canadiens do not play the Detroit Red Wings at all the rest of their 20 games that they got remaining? So what you're telling me is they got swept by a team that's like 20 points clear the for The worst last. team in hockey just swept the Montreal Canadiens. No. Something's vibrating here. There we go. Figured it out. Someone's mic was vibrating. <laughs> They got swept by the worst team in professional hockey. This team might be worse than the Ottawa Senators from last year. They are. Okay. No, like point pace wise, they are. Like it's bad. There's dude. at least a little bit of talent. Like, dude, this is gonna be. They were talking about it. This is gonna be like the worst. This is gonna be like the year Buffalo finished last. This is how many points Detroit's gonna have. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, after trading Marco Scandella, and, and Mark Bergevin, you're a ninja sometimes. You amaze me 
and some of the things you have been able to accomplish and what you've been able to pull for draft picks. Because you gave up a fourth on January the 2nd. Jesus. Okay? A month and a half ago. A month and a half ago. Six weeks ago. I was in Montreal when it happened. Okay? The hometown kid coming home to help boost the blue line on that third pair. Figured, hey, you know what? I go, they're still in it. You win a couple games. String together. As long as you start to play a little bit of defensive hockey, you'll be okay. Put the puck in the net. Everything works out. They did not do that. No. No, no, no. But you were able to turn Marco Scandella into a second-round pick. Courtesy of the Dallas, uh, sorry, the St. Louis Blues. Now, the only reason this trade was probably possible was because of what happened with Jane Bowmeister last week, where he had a cardiac episode on the bench, and his career is in jeopardy. But and they- to follow up, just as a, an aside, just to follow up yes. on the uh, Jay Bowmeister incident, he seems to be doing well. Yes. He's already had a surgical procedure, yeah. and he's on. He's actually he has said that he is on the road to recovery yeah. now. So that's good to hear. Sorry it's, to interrupt your, no, 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 your okay. rant, but I did want to just that's jump in That's the there. good news. It's good to hear that Jay Bowmeister. Yeah. there. And he, he tweeted, I think he tweeted out or sent an Instagram post. It was, it was one of the two. Yeah. He did something on social media mm-hmm. that said he is now on the yeah. road to recovery. He's doing well, and thanks for the thoughts and prayers. Thank the Anaheim medical staff, his medical staff, the Anaheim area doctors that helped him. In, in, All in the people that saved his life. Yeah. So you're able to get this second-round pick and a conditional fourth. If the St. Louis Blues either go past the second round or if they re-sign Marcos Kendall before January, July the 1st, which I'm hoping for to happen. I'm going to cheer for the St. Louis Blues for the playoffs. I want them to win the cup. Never mind anything. Just go win the cup. Because you want to know what will happen, Stephen? It means that somebody will be able to at least bring the cup home to Montreal, unlike these guys that are currently leading the halves. Mark Bergevin, Claude Julien. Because... Stephen, right now the Montreal Canadiens have now lost five in a row. They are three away from having their third. Okay, not one, not two, not three. Their third eight-game losing streak of the season. And guess who they play on Thursday, Stephen? The Washington Capitals. And then they play a team on Saturday who has worked harder than them in the last season than they have. And, like, the Ottawa Senators. Oh, you think I have confidence in this team to win the next two games? Because I don't. You spare Cockneyemi still in uh, He's Laval. in Laval. Keep him there. Leave him there. Don't subject him to this BS. He doesn't deserve this type of torture. I'd even send Nick Suzuki there if he wasn't in some for- sort of race to be a finalist for the Calder. <laughs> I'd ship, ship everybody. Bring You know what? Bring back Keith Kincaid, send Charlie Lindgren down, and screw it. Play Kincaid the rest of the way, and you'll lose. I don't care because there's no point because this team doesn't care anymore. It's it's bad. And I, what I'm so mind-boggled about, if they had just won all four games against this putrid, wretched, abomination of a team that is the Detroit Red Wings. They would be two points out of the playoffs, Steven. Oh, God. Two. Two. I hoped for a playoffs this year. It was like, wow, they had 96 points last year. Everything seemed to be going in the right direction. They had this young, fast team that played up-tempo hockey that was 
yeah, at times a little reckless defensively, but you want to know something? You take the good with the bad when you got such a young team. And what did they do this year? They flipped it upside down and said, screw it. We're going to play slow, monotonous, pass two feet from each other in their own zone, turn the puck over, can't figure out how to cover a guy in our own zone. I think I'm watching my Sunday beer league team out there <laughs> half the time. If you oh, would believe man. that last night in the second period that the Montreal Canadiens were getting outskated by the last place Detroit Red Wings. Last place. So, Stephen, you ask, where do we go from here with the Montreal Canadiens? <laughs> I don't know. And unfortunately, I have to cheer for them because they're my team. I'm not just going to be like some fans that are like, I'm not going to cheer for them anymore. Because you want to know something? It's not me. Good, bad, ugly, win, <laughs> lose, lose in a shootout, win in a shootout. I'm here for it all, unfortunately. I'm dying on the inside. Every game, it's like, I know, they're 3-1. The moment they give that second goal, I'm like, this game's over. I already know. I feel bad for Carey Price. He's getting no help. So, we talked about this, I don't know, a month ago. Yep. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I know we talked about it off air. And we talked about a player named Thomas Tatar. Yes. And we talked about how you can get something for him, especially that he has a contract going into next year, so you can get a good asset for him. And then you had even said, though, the problem is, is that maybe next year if the Habs are in the hunt for the playoffs, that could be the player they're looking for. And maybe that's true. But I don't trust this team to do this now. I just want, like, it's the system, it's the coach, it's the GM, it's the scouting, because you can go through other teams first round picks. Let's go we can go oh, through Boston's would, oh, yeah. first round picks and look at the like it's such a it's such a crapshoot and I get that. But when you're drafting guys like Louis LeBlanc and Jared Tenorti and Nathan Bullio and Mikhail Grigorenko or where the hell when his you, name was. Um, Grigorenko went to no, sorry, Buffalo. what the hell is his name? Um Sherb, Nikita Sherback and Alex Galchenyuk and this guy and that guy and nothing is hitting. Like scouting department is bad. Like there has to be some form of a change, because there are pieces. I'm not going to say oh, there's nothing. You have Alex Romanov, who at all intents and purposes should be here next year. You have Kotniemi wrapped in bubble wrap in Laval, and don't bring him up for the love of Jesus. Ryan Paling is down there. Leave him. Kale Flurry. Leave him. Do not let these guys come up. You're done. Season's over. I told you, they could only lose eight games the rest of the way. Steven, they're down to one. And you want to know something? <laughs> I know they're not going 19-1. and one. I know happening. they're not going 20-0. and 0. I know it's not happening. So as of right now, it is time to start trading away assets, get things in return. And I don't want first-round picks because these picks are going to be at the end of the first round. We're not going to be able to, and, and there's a few only a number of teams now that you can really trade with. Yep. If teams can get a first round pick and for, and another and a, and a prospect, a, a prospect who was a first round pick. Yep. In uh what the hell's his name? Kale Foot or what the hell? Yeah, Cal Foot. Cal Foot, whatever. Kale, Cal. Anyway, Adam Foot's son. Yes. His other son, not the one that plays defense, the forward. The Ford. 
If you're able to acquire that for, who was it? Nolan Foot. Nolan Foot. Okay. If you're able to acquire that for Stephen, refresh my memory, Jesper Brad or whoever the hell, it was, some no name New Jersey. Blake the, Coleman. Bla- exactly. Some no name New Jersey player who's got nothing to do with it. He's not going to. He's going to score 30 something this year, but he's never had more than 40 points. Exactly. He's never going to do this again. We know what Tatar is. Tatar's a very good hockey player. He understands defense. He understands offense. He can play the power play. And he's not a liability on the defensive side of the puck. You call up Colorado, who just lost a pretty good goal scorer. Uh, yeah, they got okay. problems. Okay. You need some scoring in Colorado, and, and you can't keep wasting this five points, so whatever million dollar of Nathan McKinnon you got, this steal you got him on. You have to take it full advantage. I think it's so you, like 6.17 something. Yeah. Something stupid. I don't know. That's Shifley. I think he is 5'9 and change. Yeah. It's, but it's stupid for a, a oh, true God, number yeah. one center like him who's going to put up 90 points every year. For a Hart Trophy finalist yeah. every year. Yeah. You're gonna you have to go, and I don't want their first round pick. I don't want Samuel Gerard. I don't want Philip Grubauer. Yeah, the problem is that's who you're getting. Nah. Because Colorado hasn't gone ahead and done one of these dumb we're gonna give you everything for nothing. You figure it out if you have to attach something else to it, you go and get because if 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 Coleman can get a foot, I can get a bow. Okay? <laughs> I don't want the first. Keep your first. You can use the first round pick. Get another asset. I know I got to. You have to. At some point, if you're go, like, people are saying you should fire Bergevin. Can you really fire Bergevin less than a week to trade deadline day? You can. Unfortunately, you cannot. I think the decision, like, Jeff Molson is not going to fire him because if he was going to, he would have done it already. Exactly. He's clearly Mark Bergevin either has photos. photos. He's got photos. He's got something on Jeff Molson. Whatever it is. That or Jeff Molson's just afraid of Look, the uh you know <laughs> afraid of the biceps. GMs get one head get two head coaches. Okay? And he's gotten his two coaches. And both should Michelle Terrian shouldn't have ever been hired. That was such a joke. Okay. Never should have been hired. You brought him back. And it's literally been Julian, Terrian, Julian, Cunningworth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's right. Temporary. Jacques Martin! Oh, my God. See what I'm saying here? Figure it out. Hey, wait, wait. I know he's from PEI, but does Gerard Gallant speak French? No. I've looked it up. Fuck, you're screwed. We're done. <laughs> it's it's, it's I would, over. Trust me. If if there was a guy, like, who speaks French that's any good? Because the funny thing is, like that's that's a mandatory part the, of being the, Montreal. The, here's the thing, the problem is, this is the big problem, is that they have their head coach of the future, much like the Leafs did had had him sitting in the AHL. He's been standing oh, yeah, beside. You don't, you don't want this to happen next year. No, 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 he's, no. He's I been standing beside Claude and sorry, he's been standing beside Claude Julian all season long, and he stood beside him all last year. Dominic Ducharme. Oh, I thought he was in Laval. I thought. Oh, no. never mind. Um, I had him confused with the. Because they fired the guy down there. Exactly. Yeah. They fired the old dude though, who was a yeah. mess. Sylvia, like, and this... they brought in Bouchard and they brought in Thing at the same time, and I just forgot that. Yeah. I thought they were flipped. No, no, no. But Bouch- that, yeah. Bouchard's down. He's I was teaching actually going to say it's funny. I was going to say Dominic Ducharme, yeah. and then I was just like, wait, is he in Laval? And then you said beside uh, Terry, and I was just like, or not Terry, Juliet, and yeah. I was like, ah, Christ, I forget where he is. <laughs> yeah. He's right beside him. Okay. He's no, right there. Ducharme, yeah. So, won a World Junior with Canada. You, I I can't stand. Look, 
you basically tell Julian this is it because it's 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 over. Whatever he's doing in the room, whatever this is, it's just not working. Even with the excuse me, ninety six points last year, it's still not working. I'm yeah. sorry, it's over. It's done. The dream is dead. The dream is dead. Bring in the young Kiai. Now the problem, though, and, and with, I hope with that all of this stuff that you've said, though, the offensive mind. Yeah, never mind these defensive is, guys. All of, of the it. things that you've said. Yes, they're all well and good. Oh, I know. The issue with this team, though, is its two best players are over thirty, oh, and I one know. of them's over. Is he thirty six or thirty five? Thirty five. How old is Shea Weber? I think he's thirty five. Who, he almost, who is not a human being? Who apparently last week career was over. That was the best. Was I said this to you because Nick Kiprios brought uh, tweeted about it, which then t- like it was talked about on Toronto radio yeah. for almost ten minutes about how his career might be over. And Andrew's telling me he does not believe it. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. This is like pretty good source from sports. And, and, and I kept saying this to you. I go, but none of the Montreal guys are talking about it. I go, and then like they they said something about it. It's like oh, swollen foot and blah blah blah. But I'm like. And then, like this report came out that Shea Weber is very angry at Nick Kiprios for d- releasing some of this information. It's and like, then I had to send this to you because it's uh, Nick Kiprios' full apology. Yeah, I'm on sorry. Instagram. Please don't hurt me. I know you it, can beat listen, me up. Listen, I might be Nick Kiprios, but you are Shea Weber. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was such a mess. I'm just upset. I'm tired. We we've I had just, this conversation, Ange, and I asked you. Because the the thing that this team is going to have to do if you're going to do this rebuild right is Weber and Price are going to have to be like they're going to like they're not going to be here if you want to tear this oh, down I and know. be good again. I know. I feel bad for Carey Price. I feel bad for him. But here's I here's hope he the wins thing. A cup and and you have like you have Mark Bergevin, right? Yeah. He Mask should one. be he should be trying to get rid of Jeff. Not get sorry, that's the wrong word because sure. you're not trying to jettison Jeff Petrie because no. he's not Cody Cece. No. But you should be trying to get the assets that a right-handed plays over 20 minutes a night, yeah. can play power play one minute. That's a valuable asset. And then the guy that I've been bringing up to you over and over yeah. and over again, that no, you should not want to trade. But in terms of what can get you game-changing assets, yeah. Philip Deneau. Mm-hmm. And these, and again, these are all guys that if you if you go... We are not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not going to be the team that wins Carey Price a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. We are not going to be the team that wins Shea Weber a Stanley Cup. Yeah. If you come to that conclusion, which I think the only way you come to that conclusion is with a new GM, because Mark Bergman is way too married to this plan yeah. that has gone... By the way, this plan has been going wrong for half a decade. Buddy, we're in... You know, when he came in, he said, it's a five-year plan. Do you know what year we're in, Steven? Like seven? Eight! Oh, God, I wasn't... Eight! I, we're I, in year eight! I'm dying here! No, but this this is what I mean. This is the conversation we've had many, many a times. And it's becoming obvious because the problem is, is now I know because you can see the talent. You can see the kids. Oh, it's annoying. You can see the kids, I, and then you have to stare at Shea Weber, who's still no. really good. Do you know what I have to stare at? I have to stare at a head coach who trots out yeah. Nick Cousins. Okay? Nick Cousins. He's having a decent season. Okay? But he should not be on the power play. Mike Babcock and Nick Shore. Like, Nick? Ba- Is it something with the Knicks? Like, I get you put Philip Deneau out there. Like, okay, he's not an offensive but he wins you faceoffs, and that's the most important thing of starting a playoff. A, a, a power play is winning the faceoff. But for the love of like Jordan Wheel, Nick Cousins. Why are these guys? Why are these you, are why power are they playing on the power? 
you. You have Domi, and you're like you put Nick Suzuki because that's what you would assume a kid would be good at the power play, an uh, offensively minded. This is where I think that Claude Julien's time with the Montreal Canadiens is over, and his time because, in the NHL might be over if he's because, making moves like that. Because like that, that is it's. Never mind. I want an offensive guy. I, I never mind. I understand trying to have a defensive solid plan. All right. Yeah. I play NHL twenty. My system is defense first. Okay. Nobody gets by me. I'm a defenseman. I don't like giving up goals, but I know one thing in the NHL right now. You need to be able to score goals. You need to have an offensive mind. And Dominic Ducharme, I hope is that offensive mind because I'm tired of bringing in these defensive coach minded guys because it does nothing for nobody. You're just. You're literally just going around in circles. You might go a little farther out in the circle sometimes, but you end up back at the same point where you're in the same spot you have been for 25 fucking seasons. And it's annoying when I see Nick Cousins and Jordan Wheel trotted out there like it's, oh, yeah, this, these guys aren't going to score. They're not a threat. They should not be on a power okay? play in any way, shape, or form. I don't care if you run the same power play for two minutes. With the same five guys. I really don't. Maybe change a guy here and there. But, my God. Bring in, it's, it's, that's where I think. You remember we talked about, like, we think that, like, maybe Mike Babcock would learn something. He'll never get the yeah. opportunity. But, like, you see you see a guy like Claude Julian, who's about to probably lose his, another eight straight. How can you just trot him out there every night? Uh, that's a great question. You can't. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's done. We kind of have to since you're – Center from the third overall pick is... Keep him in Laval, bubble-wrapped with Bouchard, get to the playoffs, let him learn. Because you want to know something? You know what the most amazing thing about him playing in Laval is? He's got a better winger in Laval than he did in Montreal. Who's he playing with in Laval? He's playing with Oudon. And in in Montreal, you know he's playing with? Nick Cousins and Jordan Wheel. Oh, yeah, they're going to help the young center. Remember, you know, like I know he's been hurt, but like remember when he was playing with Druan and that like looked good? I don't know. I don't know. Ripping my hair out, Steven. Anyways. Who who the hell what do I know? I just, you know, I just watch the Habs every night and have to deal with this. It feels exactly like it did a couple of years ago. Except you can't do anything about it. You know what the worst part is? Like mine like the the Leafs were winning, but like a lot of your problems are the same problems I had with Mike Babcock. Yeah, you, like you, very you want to you want you want to punch a wall every night. Yes, like they trot out the the worst. I, I don't understand. Like when you start streaming at the TV, I know I'm not a Stanley Cup champion or a gold medalist, yeah. but Martin Marinson is not an NHL defenseman. Yeah. Yes, I know. I've yes, mm-hmm. I've feel, had these moments. Feel you, Stephen. Plenty of I times. I feel. I'm, I'm still continuing to have these moments because Martin Marinson is still playing hockey. <laughs> is that just because someone's hurt? I feel like it is. I don't know. Timothy Liljegren, if he better be hurt, because at this point, I don't care. I'll fight. Steven's going to suit up. I can't up. skate, all right? <laughs> Sick of watching. Just lay Martin across Rinsen. the blue line. Take the two minutes of your time. <sighs> oh, boy. I don't know. Anyways, on to more pressing issues. The trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll pick up. Where do you want to pick up? Uh, Let's the pick Jason up. Zucker trade. Yeah. talked about Kyle Campbell. Or Kyle Campbell. Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell, Kyle Clifford. Yeah. Um, so the deals that have happened now leading up to the NHL trade deadline, February 10th, so last week, the Pittsburgh Penguins went out and acquired Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild for Alex Galchenyuk. Whoa. That's a devalued asset. Bye-bye. 
Uh, defensive prospect Kalen Addison. He's actually kind of a yeah. nice little prospect. A first-round pick in the 2020 or 2021 draft. I think we talked about this because I think it happened early on. Actually, I think the, we did. I think this actually yeah, might have happened during like, the podcast. And we said about how Jim Rutherford every year is going to go for as long as he's gone. Yes, we did. Crosby okay. and Malkin. Yeah, so no, we, no, we talked about that one. And it made sense. That's a guy that fits in perfectly yeah. in the horn fist. Like he fits that mold of the guys that play yeah. well with Gino and Sid. Exactly. Now the New York Islanders went and acquired Andy Green, the former captain of the New Jersey Devils, and they traded a 2021 second round pick and defensive prospect, who's not really a prospect, David Quenville. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big time prospect, but second round pick for a puck moving guy. Yeah. Andy Green's like 36, 37 years old, so he's not going to be playing 20 plus no. minutes a night for you. But he was in your third he, pairing. He was he very instrumental in that whole. Um, what was it, New Jersey Stanley Cup run. So he brings some added experience to a team that I'm sure is looking to make some noise in it's the playoffs. It's the trusted veteran that you want to have yeah. on your third pairing once mm-hmm. you're in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's a nice little move. Yeah. Now on to the move, we're like, oh, you, you traded what for what? We mentioned this already. The Tampa Bay Lightning acquired Blake Coleman from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for forward prospect Nolan Foote and a first-round pick in either 2020 or 2021. And Nolan Foote was a first-round pick in last year's draft. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and his brother Cal went like the year before. Yeah, so they, they had a habit of drafting the Foot Brothers. They went back-to-back Foots. And now they only have a, a feet. You mean feet? They, they, feet. they had feet, and now they only have a foot. Is it on purpose? Is it? <laughs> but uh, the fact that they gave all that up for that, I'm like, you couldn't find better? Now – he fits a need because they don't have they're very tight against the cap. Yes. They're another team very very strong against the cap because they have so much so much talent that they have at, at at certain contracts but at the end of the day they're still very, you know, cap strong. Mm-hmm. So every deal they make has to be you know, they got to get money out. Yeah, so they got to get money out while trying to take a little bit like there's a perfect contract. Maybe he scores even a couple goals for them. Exactly. You know. But the fact that they gave all that up is now, here's one that I'm angry because I thought this was going to happen and I changed it the last minute because I'm like, oh, this team can't do this. They don't have a first-round pick. And, you know, like they're not that stupid. And then I remember Jim Benning's their GM. And the Vancouver Canucks acquired Tyler Toffoli from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for Tim Schaller. The rights to forward Tyler Madden. Go look at his hockey DB page. He's almost averaging two points a game in college. That's a problem. And a 2020 second-round pick and a 2022 conditional pick for Tyler Toffoli, who's a nice player, don't get me wrong, but, like, you just lost Brock Besser and you think Tyler Toffoli's going to fill that void and you paid what for Tyler Toffoli? Ah, It's a lot. Like, they're giving up a lot to bring this guy in. Now, again, in 15-16, in his career year, he had 31 goals, 27 assists, 58 points. Last year in 82 games, he had 34 points, 13 goals, 21 assists. Now, this year, he's having a nice year with the Kings. He's kind of the only one there that can score and help Kopitar out. He's got 18 goals and 16 assists for 34 points. The exact same amount of points he had last year in, like, thirty-four fewer ga- or 24 fewer games. What's he going to do, though, in Vancouver? He's Brock Besser's replacement. Watch out. Because then this will be the true test. If anybody plays beside Alex Patterson, does he have the Crosby effect that anybody can play beside him and he's really good? Nice. Tyler Toffoli. 
hasn't been really relevant in the NHL since the Kings were relevant. This was the the bounce back year yeah. for him. You know, I always hold. I, I draft the Tyler Toffoli every year. This is the first year I didn't draft him because I'm like, I'm done with this guy. He has a decent year. Now he gets traded, but we we know Vancouver. Yeah. All right. They give up a first for JT Miller. Now JT uh, Miller's having a really good season, yep. but you still give up a first round pick to a team that you didn't need to give up the. F- That's probably the, play- the first round pick that they. They're in the playoffs. Thank probably why. Thank God they're in the playoffs right now. Unlike a certain team that plays in California that has teal and white and black colors that might give two top five picks to a team that doesn't really need it. Yeah. Now, Julian Gauthier was traded from Carolina uh, for Joey Keane. Is that a trade that anyone cares about? No. No. Julian Gauthier used to be a top uh, prospect, forward prospect for Carolina. These are just flipping AHL guys that they hope bounce back on other teams. Uh, the Jets, who desperately need defensemen, acquired Dylan DeMello from the Senators for a 2023 round pick. Considering Dylan DeMello is right-handed, runs the first power play, and plays like 20-plus minutes in Ottawa, you granted, he's Dylan DeMello. He's, he's, he's a, on a good team, he's a third-pairing defenseman. But a third-round pick for a team like Winnipeg that desperately needed it, for a guy that's already kind of doing what they need to do, and even though Winnipeg got hammered on the defensive end by losing everyone this offseason, Dylan DeMello in that blue line that might be going to the playoffs is probably going to fit better than in that atrocious one where the only other guy is Thomas Shabbat. So I think there's a nice little move for the Jets. Thomas Shabbat, a nice little move. I hope you like playing 60 minutes a game because guys are playing 60 minutes a game. That's, yeah. You. You're the only one left now. It's all you, buddy. Now, the Washington Capitals, after that, they traded or they acquired Brandon Dillon from the Sharks. God damn it, I wish he went to the Leafs. They could have used that. For a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 conditional third. Now, a second and third round pick for Brandon Dillon is pretty expensive considering he seems to go like every deadline for a fourth. Yeah. Now, I like him more than that. Like, he, would he be a third pairing guy? Yes. Is he better than Cody Cece? Yes. So I like, I like, what Washington's doing, yeah. they're just adding depth because for him, for them, he's a third line yeah. guy who can play second pairing, but mm-hmm. kills a lot of penalties. He's an he's the perfect asset for the playoffs. Yeah, and you're the Capitals that second round pick, that third round pick. You just won a cup. You're still trying to you're win. Trying to win. You're, you're trying to win. You're trying to win every season. Of some of some of your old, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. you've you've already kind of transitioned the roster that year that you won the cup. Yeah. So you do already have kids that are coming up, so you can make this deal. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, you talked about this already. Mm-hmm. They acquired Marco Scandella for a 2020 second-round pick and a conditional fourth-round pick in 2021. That's a nice move by both teams. Montreal got Scandella for a fourth. They're trading him for a do second. What, do you know what the best part in this whole deal is? What? Both teams won and only one team lost, the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's the best part. It's amazing. And then finally, this one just happened before we started reporting, recording the podcast. The Maple Leafs traded Mason Marchman for Dennis Malgin from the Florida Panthers. Malgin's a bottom six forward. He's a more offensively minded forward. I kind of like Mason Marchman. Big body crashes around a lot. Um, had only played, I believe, one game with the Leafs. But I kind of like the idea of what he could be. But again, his top potential was third line wing, which Malkin, Malgin can already do. Yeah. So it's a nice little ad. Was it necessary? No. Did I kind of want to see more from Mason Marshman? Yes. Does this team need to do things now? Yes. yes. So this Panic. is basically like Cal Dewis being like, yes, I'd like to see what Mason Marshman turns into. I need a thing now. 
And then, okay, one thing. Everyone talks about he's not Russian, actually. He's from Switzerland, and he played with Austin Matthews. Uh, it's not a thing. He's not going to be playing with Austin Matthews. If Dennis Malgin plays with Austin Matthews, we got some fucking problems. <laughs> Panic, everybody. Panic. Now, that's that's it for the trades that have happened so far. Yep. Um, still some trades to happen, and, and we actually, myself and Steven, we participated in this fun um, trade deadline scorecard event uh, hosted by m- myself and uh, someone who actually listens to this podcast, Steve Larini. Shout out Steve Larini. Thanks for hosting us every week or whatever you do. Even your red, he was, he was extreme. His face was so red yesterday, he was redder than that wall. Why? I have no idea. It was heavy breathing. I think because we were kicking, me and uh, one of our buddies, we were kicking him and his brother's ass in NHL. Uh, they were getting beat. Okay. Montreal Canadiens were just beating up on the St. Louis Blues. It was pretty fun. That's, That's the only time I have fun is when I play NHL because I got the Habs. But um, we do a top 25 player list of, of trade bait targets and if they're going to move, if they're not. So we can go, we're going to go from top to bottom. And we're going to see, we're going to try and predict or try to figure out if guys are going to move. I have not looked at Stevens. Uh, Steven has not looked at mine. So this is the first time we're actually discussing it. I will not change any of mine, Steven, because obviously mine are time stamped. And yours so are, are mine. And you yours are time stamped. So I'm not going to. There's do this. money involved in this. We can't be screwing yeah, around here. No screwing around. We, no collusion. This I'm actually is not- so angry. I, trade, I changed this yeah, right before Steven- I sent it to you because I actually took off a correct answer. Yeah. It's okay. Idiot. Anyways, um, we'll start off with Zach Bogosian, currently on the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I don't think he's moving. He's not going anywhere. They waived him. No one claimed yeah, him. So nobody's going to give up assets for him. We're sorry. You're stuck in Buffalo. Yeah. Just uh, go to the anchor bar. It's fine. Enjoy. We'll see Detroit. you there on April 4th. Exactly. Uh, Andre Athanasiu of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I do not have him moving because I think that Neither they, do I. they're just going to be like, well, you're part of the future. You're still a young guy. You're very fast. Maybe with a new head coach and maybe with a new system, we'll be able to help you out a little bit. And when he held out, he held out. It was Kenny Holland that was the GM. Yeah. So that, yeah, there's sh- like you would think, oh man, that holdout, it got kind of nasty, but it's a new GM. It's basically a whole new front office. So exactly. it's not the same. Exactly. Um, then we have. Um, Alexander, every, every Leafs' favorite goaltender, uh, Alexander. Oh hell Gordon. no! We got we got soupy now. We got soup, <laughs> soup. Uh, currently of the New York Rangers, I actually have them moving. I feel like they have to try to do something. I don't only because they're asking for ridiculous things for him, and I see this probably happening at the draft where a team yeah. gets a little too antsy mm-hmm. and pulls the trigger and yeah. gives up all the assets they want. The only reason is because I look at certain teams and I'm like, man, you guys could really use a, a starting goalie. Yeah, and I have Carolina, who Ooh. is in desperate need of some goaltending, Calgary. Who really could use a goalie? Because do you really trust David Riddick? Well, they actually Gorgiev fits perfectly because Riddick's still your guy, but yeah. you can give Gorgiev a lot of runway as the season ends. Yeah. And uh, my final team is Arizona because I feel like they're going to be in a little bit of desperation mode. And their goalies and every hurt. and every goalie they have gets hurt. Um, Rasmus Ristolainen of the Buffalo Sabers. I do not have him moving. Me neither. Uh, this is I, I for me. I'm sure like you. This is probably a trade. Uh, draft day sort exactly. of deal because he's just such a big name. A team would have to blow Buffalo out of the water to even try to trade him. Exactly. Um, Tyler Toffoli, the aforementioned, I had Toronto, uh, Dallas, and Florida. I thought Toronto, the hometown boy I coming originally home. had Carolina, New York Islanders, and I had Vancouver, and then I changed it to Boston, and I'm... Oh, oh. boy. Uh, Brandon Dillon, or Brandon Dillon, sorry, he was traded. Skip Pe- Pajot? 
Oh, sorry, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Sorry, I missed Mr. Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And because, you know, Ottawa does not trade within the division or within the conference, I just said, well, I'm going to pick three Western Conference teams far, far away from Ottawa. And I took uh, Las Vegas, Vancouver, and Edmonton. I actually took uh, Colorado because they could use a center with Nazem Kadri going down, and they could also use some more scoring since they lost Miko Brandon. They kind of need that badly. I also have the New York Islanders who can always use some scoring, and... Carolina, who could always use a little extra Everyone can always use a little extra scoring. You never have too much scoring. Um, Brendan Dillon, uh, we talked about him. I had Boston, Carolina, and Florida. Kind of the right idea. Kind of the same teams that could use defense, but... I had Pittsburgh, Dallas, Boston. I had guys that would... I didn't think he would go for as much as he went for. I figured one of these teams would be able to flip a third or a fourth round pick, bring him in, and he'd be a nice depth guy. Uh, Montreal Canadian, my new favorite one. Ilya Kovalchuk seems like sometimes only the one guy, guy who tries. Um, I do not have him moving because I, I just have this feeling that he's going to be in Montreal next year. And Montreal basically said, let's get to the deadline. Here's a contract. Everyone, We'll, we'll give you the minimum now. Yeah. We'll make it up next year. Yeah, exactly. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, Chris Kreider, uh, UFA at the end of the season uh, of the New York Rangers. They're not really in the playoffs. So I have... I pick them every every year to make a splash is Dallas, um, Vancouver, and I feel, I hate to see this because I know what's going to happen if he's on this team, but Boston, yeah. because if he's on Boston, that team's just going to run roughshod. They're just going to beat the crap out of people. I actually have Boston as number one, yep. Washington number two, and Toronto because... Toronto could use Kyle a player Dubas like is out him. exactly. Kyle Dubas is out here doing things, yeah. and at the trade deadline, if you did trade a cap and enti- like if you traded one of the forwards you yeah. were going to trade, I think you could get this deal done because he's a UFA. Yeah, and he would fit really, really well. You could use a dude who can score, who's a big boy that can throw the ball, like, and he'll fit in on nicely on the second power play that's unit too, the thing, right? Because he's not a plug; he's a big body that can score, that can do the things you need mm-hmm. to win when it's the playoffs. Yep. He can go to the dirty areas. Mm-hmm. Good idea, which is uh, why it won't happen. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Howard. I don't see him moving. Me neither, because he sucks. Yeah. He's That's Jimmy literally Howard. it. Like, he sucks. That's why he's <laughs> not going anywhere. And he's a Detroit running for life. Uh, Josh Anderson, another guy, do not have moving. Why would they move Columbus him? is in a playoff hunt right now. And why would they move? He's he, Yeah. He's actually, in terms of guys, the least, like, that's the dude you want. Yeah. But why would Columbus give exactly. him up? Uh, Jumbo Joe Thornton, uh, he goes down with the sinking ship that is currently That's, the San Jose Sharks. He's, he's said so traded. many times he doesn't want to leave yeah. that I just can't see it happening. Like, he would have to agree to it. Yeah. I just can't see it happening. Uh, Connor Sheary, uh, I do have him moving. Me as well. Uh, I have Pittsburgh, That's Dallas, actually my number one, too. Dallas, Dallas is my number three. And Vancouver. Oh, Carolina's my yeah. other one. I just, like, Pittsburgh's the obvious choice. He, yeah, exactly. The familiarity. I think he's going to end up there. Probably will. I think... I think this is the last year of his deal, too. I got, yeah. I got a feeling Buffalo's going to retain the max they can retain, and he'll end up there yeah. for a late-round pick, yeah. and he'll be playing It'll with be a fifth. Sitter Gino. It'll be a fifth. Uh, Alec Martinez, I actually don't have moving. I have him moving because the Kings need to move him. Yeah. Um, only because Cody Cece and Morgan Riley are out. I put Toronto as an option just because with both of them out, they could afford it, him, yeah. and they kind of need him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona because they're they're moving stuff like they're trying to go they for have it. To try, yeah. And Dallas because I have Dallas mixed in here yeah, all the time. You always because have to because Dallas, Dallas does things. Yeah, like they got Matt Zuccarello last year. They just do things. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Ryan Miller, I do have moving. I do not. I have uh, Florida because I look at Florida and it's like 
Do you trust Bobrovsky, or do you, can can you at least have Miller there as like a solid number two? And I'm sure Joel Quenville would love to have a guy that he can rely on a little bit more than than Bob. Um, Carolina, we mentioned back earlier on, same reason, and Columbus because I have a feeling they might do something funky. I and don't, they, I, I don't have him moving because. He went out of his way to get to, to California yeah. because his wife's an actress. I just think in order for him to move, so many things would have to go right. He'd yeah. have to sign off. Like It would be a much bigger production yeah. for a dude who's not worth it. To, to be frank, he's not the, the Ryan Miller of No, old, no, no. Right? Like, it's just... All the effort that would have to go in yeah. to getting your back, you know what I mean, to get the, your backup goalie. The only, I think you could go get a different goalie. The only reason I had Ryan Miller, specifically Florida, was one of them, is because I look at Florida and it's like you have Bobrovsky, you're paying him all this money, but what I'm saying, like we've seen it every year. He's he, it, it's just carbon copy this year. He's been he's been garbage. Yep. And their backup goalie, Dreadian or whoever the hell it is, Drieger, Drieger, whatever. It's like. Do you he's really trust? He's do, still out. Yeah. Do you really trust him? So it's like, you go get a Ryan Miller type. It's only for a couple months. It's Florida. It's like, hey, it it'll only be for a couple months, and at least they'll have that peace of mind. It's like, hey, you know what? If if Bob does shit the bed, if he gives us three goals in the first period like he did last year, we can yank him and we can put in Ryan Miller, who's at least a veteran enough that maybe we can play solid enough defense to win. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, Alex Kalchenia, currently now of the no. Minnesota Wild. No. I do not have him moving anymore. He's stuck there. What are they going to trade him for? Bag of pucks. Exactly. New jerseys. New logo. Uh, M- uh, Mikhail Granlin, I do not have moving because Nashville's in this till the end. Jeff Petrie, when I made this, the Montreal Canadiens were not currently in this scrappy situation they're in, but I do not have him moving. I didn't moving. have him moving because I didn't think it was going to get this bad. I thought they were going to be too close to start selling assets. I know. I know. Uh, Ron Hainsey's another guy I do not have moving. I feel that. I have Ron Hainsey moving because I think you could get a late round pick for yeah. him, and he's so old that, that it just it makes. He's the, he's the perfect guy yeah. to trade at the deadline. Uh, Vegas, St. Louis, and as much as it pains me to say, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, a reunion! Because, you because mean I can break I out she, my Ron Hainsey jersey again? I, you don't have one. No, I don't. At, a t-shirt. I think Sheldon Keefe would play him in an appropriate role, which yeah. would be third-pairing minutes and on the penalty kill. Yeah. And for that role, playing 12 to 15 mm-hmm. minutes a night, I trust Ron. I said this for the three years Ron Hainsey was in Toronto. I trusted him doing that. Mm-hmm. The problem was the coach gave him way too much responsibility. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. Uh, Sam Vatnin, I do not have moving. Me Another either. Guy, just a, it's I a mean. guy, too, I think that the Devils would like to keep. Yeah, so long it's, term. It's, it's yeah. a move. You're trying not to yeah. just dish him off. Uh, speaking of the New Jersey Devils, Wayne Simmons, another guy I do have moving. Me as uh, well. Vancouver, before they went, they went crazy. But Vancouver, Dallas, and um, actually the team I said that should have acquired him last year might acquire him this year, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'd be okay with that. Actually, he's uh, the least aren't on my list, but I have Wayne Simmons moving potentially to be reunited in Philadelphia if they start getting oh, close yeah. to the, the playoffs. Boston, because as much as I hate the Bruins, and it would physically pain me to see Wayne Simmons in a Bruins jersey because like, I just love Wayne Simmons, yeah. and it would hurt me guy. physically. He fits that team too well. Mm. And a team that I think it would be just so perfect to have him on like the third or fourth line in a playoff series St. Louis. Oof. Imagine him oh in St. Louis God. playing down the lineup. It's gonna get then it'll be a fourth he gets traded for, and it's perfect for them. Uh, Anthony Duclair. No, I, I actually have moving. I think that's something. I think that Ottawa will try to figure something out and say, "Hey, we'll bring you back." Just 
we can get something for you. I think they're just going to bring him back. There's too much with Anthony Duclair. There's mm. too many teams that – there's people that just don't think he's an NHL player, yeah. and then there's people that don't like his attitude. There's, mm. well, there's a lot of issues, and yeah. to be honest, most of them are just because yeah. it's the NHL, and the NHL has a thing with – people of color and liking to be individuals. And I kind of have a bad feeling that Anthony Duclair kind of got put into that situation and hockey's so conservative that I don't Mm -hmm. see a a contender adding him, but I could see him staying in in Ottawa and actually doing well because he's he's actually done pretty well there. I've had a tough, uh, but I went uh, here. I went Vancouver, Edmonton and Calgary. All those teams actually make sense for him just for a one year deal. Um, And there are also places that would potentially look to bring him back. Exactly. Uh, Aaron Dell, another guy I do not have moving because San Jose is a dumpster fire and they need to try to win as many games as possible. So they decrease the amount exactly. of chances. They don't have their own first round pick. Yeah. They're not tanking. No, there is no tank with them. Uh, Michael Delzato, I feel like he'll get moved. He'll get moved for conditional seventh. Yeah. I have him being traded because he gets traded every trade deadline. Carolina? I have uh, potentially a reunite uh, reunion in Philly. Yeah. Potentially have him going to St. Louis. And because I think he would cost absolutely nothing. And I actually do not want him. But unfortunately, I think Toronto Maple Leafs. Because, again, I think you could get him for nothing. And I actually don't want to see him on the Leafs. He's a Toronto boy. I have nothing against Michael Delzato. It's just the fact that he's not very good. Uh, I have um, Carolina, the Islanders, and Columbus. And finally, on the list, and we'll do our three bonus picks next, uh, I have uh, Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, sorry, Kasperi <laughs> sorry. Um, not moving. I think that he – this is another guy sort of in that same boat where it's like wrist line. It's like even if the Leafs wanted to move him, I don't think they'll get what they actually des- – If he gets traded, I think it's at the draft. Exactly. And, again, the second Andreas Janssen got hurt, like that was your ability to trade one of the two of them. I think he's hurt. And he's with Janssen season. being gone, you need Kapanen. Yeah. You, like, need, you need him. He is fast. Oh, he's God, very yeah. fast. And he's a nice third-round guy. Like, on in the playoffs, mm. on the third line, yeah. you can kill penalty. Right? It's just he fits a role mm. for this team. Yeah. And uh, my three bonus picks here are Nick Cousins. Because he's a power play specialist. Because want him out Because I want him gone. So he's, on a, he's, he's also on a one-year deal. He signed it in the summertime. Um, I have Dallas, Vancouver, and... Vegas, I feel like in Vegas he could excel. Um, Eric Gustafson of the Chicago Blackhawks, defenseman, Boston, Vancouver, the Islanders, feel like there. And my surprise pick, Taylor Hall. I just have this weird feeling he might get triggered. A team is going to come and just try to prod him away. And one of those teams might be Boston. One of those teams might be the Islanders. One of those teams might be the Carolina Hurricanes, who yeah. wouldn't mind having a nice left winger for Sebastian Ajo. So my three guys, um, I got Matt Dumba, who currently plays for the Minnesota Wild. Yes. And the teams I think he could be traded for or traded to. Um, this is more of a pipe dream. Toronto and Winnipeg, because I think Winnipeg has the assets and the need. Now, granted, they went and got Dylan DeMello, so that might end this. Uh, the next guy, another defenseman. Shane Gossesbear currently plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, again, Pipe Dream Toronto. And again, a team that really needed him, Winnipeg. And then finally, just because I know he's going to get traded, Derek Grant. Because <laughs> he's a third, fourth, he's a third line, fourth line center for the Anaheim Ducks. You know he's going to get moved. And I put Calgary and uh, Carolina as places he could get moved to. 
and put a third team? Uh, if you look at mine, actually, you didn't even give me the option. I got the one thing for current team oh, and then two options for... Uh, what the hell happened there? I don't know. You technically, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. We'll figure it out. It's always next season. You won last time, I think. So The first time. Then Lorini won the second yeah, time. Yeah, it's been Steve, so there's a trend. Back to Maybe. back. You know who hasn't won? Me, even though they kind of were trying to accuse me of collusion. Yeah, I hear. I see you guys. When I see you on Thursdays, they were accusing me of uh, collusion or some form. They were like, what? oh, well, how are we going to know your picks? I'm like, I send it to myself. It's time stamped. People sometimes get your friends that, you know, accuse you of collusion. What they don't realize is they're the biggest colluders of them all. <laughs> so there. But yeah, that's it, I guess. It'll be a fun trade deadline day. I will be stuck on a couch somewhere eating chips and stuff in my face. And, yeah, hey, diet starts in March. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's Monday, so I'll be home. Yeah. Uh, around noon. I'll be out of I'm here. I'm binging hard. Nine o'clock. I'm out of here, buddy. Binging hard. Well, I don't get out of here till. Mind you, so. let's pr- you know what? Let's have a prayer for um, James Duthie, who's going to have to fill oh. time. Please tell me. So- Did you see uh, Jeff Merrick when he was just – basically making fun of the entire process while talking to Tim and Sid. Yeah. With the, with he has the to. No, no. Did you, oh, did you actually see it? No. So they go to him uh, after Tim and Sid's ending, and mm. it's uh, hockey night, and, you know, or the hockey, whatever the hell they call. Yeah. Hockey night in Canada. Or it wasn't hockey night hockey in Canada. It's, it's the thing that they do. Hockey Central, that's yeah. what it is. And it's just, you know how it's the camera shot, and they're, like, zooming in on Jeff Merrick, and he's literally sitting there with a pen, and he's stuck a paper plate through it, and he's spinning it. <laughs> And they're like, Jeff, what the hell are you doing? He's like, learning how to spin plates, boys. And they're like, what's next? And he literally like started juggling. <laughs> he started going through all of the different things that he was going to have to do to kill time. He started doing the water bottle toss. It was amazing. Oh, it was boy. amazing. So, yes, it's going to be probably a rough day for those guys. Not a lot's going to happen, but I'm actually kind of excited to see I'm what Jeff Merrick does that. after yeah, that. We might be watching sports and that. Never mind TSN and their lame but that's all the time we have for today. This has been the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. Hi, I'm Angela Lippa. Till next time, see ya. See ya. Thank you. Heard he was talking, but he never jumped out the stoop. Think that it's sweet till I pull up and pop out his shoe. And they say I got the juice. I bought the Dior, Dior, now that's all I rock for the shoes. Hey, Porsche niggas, hot boy. You ain't in the field, you a top boy. We gon' tie that boy up like a cowboy. I'm the one that they envy like cowboy. Huh? Broke bitches ain't allowed.